boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee of us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. And today we are going to talk about idioms. So idioms we've talked about in in past shows, but there are just so many that we just can't do enough episodes about them. So we're going to do another one since we haven't in a while. And this one is going to be ones that we haven't done before. And again, idioms are just phrases. They're common phrases that we use in everyday conversation. Often they don't always make sense until they're explained. So if you like try to take them apart, sometimes they don't really make any sense. So that's why it's good to go over them. So you can be like, oh, okay, that's why we say that phrase. And that's when we say that phrase. And so we are going to go over just a few. And of course, we'll have like the guide on our website if you want to, you know, read more about the definition and, and please try to, you know, try them out and use them yourself. So as always, if you get lost, check out that guide and transcript online, www.dynamicenglish.cl. Okay, Ian, start us off. What's a, you know, common idiom that, that you use around around town? Okay, number one, we're going to start it off with hit the nail on the head. So when we say hit the nail on the head, basically the meaning that we're using to describe this is it's to be absolutely or 100% correct about something. So you're super accurate. It's usually something that you say when someone else has said something really true or something you really agree with. So a good example could be maybe a professor asks a student to answer a question. The student gives a perfect answer and the professor says, wow, you hit the nail on the head, good job. You know, you were very successful, 100% right. So this is a word we use for success, being super accurate, and I personally hear it quite a bit, I feel like. Others might say they don't, but I think it's a really good one to know. And and again, most of these are really visual, and this one for me is a really visual of really striking that nail with the hammer perfectly. No, no, exactly. And that's why, like I was saying before, some of them don't make sense because hit the nail on the head, you're like, are you building something? Are you you're, So you're using a hammer and a nail, and then when you realize it's a metaphor you're like oh okay it's i see what they're saying <laughs> yeah so you need you need that good explanation to understand these so that's why we that's why we're doing another episode on these <laughs> exactly right? so one that i like and, and use a lot especially as a journalist i'm interviewing people a lot you know i'm doing a lot of storytelling and so this phrase is cut to the chase and so you can use this when you're talking to someone and they're trying to tell you something and instead of in a minute, they're doing it in 10 minutes. And you're like, okay, cut to the chase. What's your point here? And sometimes it can be a little offensive. So I would say use it, you know, with friends, use it sparingly, because it it could be kind of like, shut up, you know, hurry up, you're talking too much. But it is generally something where, you know, someone's just going on and on and on. And you're like, okay, cut to the chase, tell me your point in a sentence. You've done it in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, stop wasting time. Be more direct with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. 
Hey, Ian, did you know besides the podcast, Dynamic English offers one-on-one classes with native teachers from all over the world? Really? But isn't it just a bunch of grammar lessons? Nope, it's completely discussion-based and focuses on topics the student is interested in. That's amazing. But what if I'm not living in Chile? No problem. Dynamic does online classes. You can be living anywhere. Great. But I'm a little intimidated to take the class alone. Can I join with a friend? Of course. Dynamic offers group classes of up to four. Plus, for the next month, Coffee of Gringo's listeners get 10% off individual or group classes. So go online to www.dynamicenglish.cl and mention that you are a listener and get your discount. Well, I'm sold. Sign me up. Another one that I hear a lot is up in the air. Up in the air is just another way to say basically that plans are unconfirmed or something's not decided yet. So you could say something to me like, what are your plans for this weekend? I could say, honestly, I don't know. It's my plans are up in the air. So that means I don't have anything planned yet. I'm just going to just to see what happens. Another one that's really common to up in the air, actually, that I'll go ahead and throw in here is uh, play it by ear. So play it by ear could be another very similar phrase to say, I'm not quite sure yet. I'm going to just wait and see what happens. Just go as it comes. So up in the air or play it by ear, unconfirmed plans. I think those are common so much because, I mean, most of our conversations with people are making plans, right? So I feel like I hear these, you know, a couple times a day of like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, you know, up in the air or, you know, we're playing it by ear. So they're very, very, very common phrases. Good to good to throw out there. This one that I'm going to say next is a little negative. I mean, hopefully it's not used towards you <laughs> too often, you know, but it's in hot water. And this could be used in a romantic relationship, a friendship. It could be used, you know, in business. Basically what it means is that you are in a situation like um, having some issues usually with with someone and so oh you know I forgot to pick the kids up at school today I'm in hot water with my wife and so it basically means you're kind of in trouble she's annoyed with you you generally probably did something wrong Um, you could use it in a business sense where I missed my deadline on the proposal I'm in hot water with my boss right so you're kind of in trouble he's 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 upset with you so it's not, you don't really want to be in, in hot water too often. <laughs> no, definitely not. Not in this context. I, I think also we hear it used when maybe we're hearing about something in the news or we hear about uh, some controversy or some public relations nightmare with somebody, a celebrity, who knows? And we hear X person is in hot water for their controversial comments or for what they did. So like you said, when you read in hot water, it's, uh, it's not a good thing. You don't want that association. No, no, it's not. It's not positive. <laughs> Speaking of more negative idioms here on the list, another one that comes to mind is raising red flags. And what raising red flags means basically is that we're seeing something that is, it's, it's not good. It's something that's giving us a warning or it's something that probably is going to end up being negative. So a lot of times we're looking at something that's an indicator of something that might happen. And we say, I don't know, you know, it doesn't look very good. It's raising some red flags with us or this business partner who we're considering signing a contract with. 
there are a few things from their past that are raising some red flags with us. So it's saying you need to be careful, maybe reconsider a decision that you're making. So very similar to in hot water, you you don't want to see red flags or you don't want to raise red flags because it's it's not good for anyone. True. And it's and it's also it's a, a sports reference, right? Like football, soccer, you know, when the red flag comes up, it's a penalty or, you know, something negative. So it's kind of like raising the red flag is is tied to sports of like, uh, something something's wrong here. Let's pause the game. Let's kind of consider if, if something's going on here. So another sports reference. Another one that I use a lot, actually, when I covered politicians. Uh, so I covered politics for, for many, many years. And a phrase that you use a lot is called kick the can down the road. Basically, what it means is like there's a problem. It needs to be fixed. And instead of fixing it, what people do is they kick the can down the road so that someone else has to fix it. It happens a lot in politics, especially when it's tied to funding. And so, you know, we need a new school building built. I don't want to be the one that has to raise everyone's taxes. And so the politician will kick the can down the road. So five years from now, a different politician has to make that hard decision to raise taxes to build the school that needed to be built five years ago. So... It's basically you have a problem and you don't want to deal with it, so you kick it to someone else. <laughs> that sounds pretty typical, right? That's what we see in, in politics. So I'm sure this is one that you heard all the time. This is one that every time a politician opens their mouth, I think, we most of us think. So, yeah, kicking that can down the road, that can is just the responsibility or what they should be doing and typically don't do. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, this one is a really common one. Yeah. Another good one that I can think of that is used a lot is cut someone some slack. So when we say cut someone some slack, basically we're saying, you know, you should avoid treating someone too strictly or severely, maybe not criticize them so harshly for whatever reason. It could be that, you know, someone's just being too severe on someone for something else. A lot of times we hear this in terms of an example I could use for, let's say someone is starting their first day at work and they're just learning how to, how to do things. You know, they're in the orientation learning phase and maybe they get yelled at by someone for doing something wrong or they're not doing something quick enough. And someone might say, hey, you know, relax, cut, cut them some slack, you know, cut her some slack. This is her first day or this is her first week, right? Like they need more time to get accustomed don't be so harsh on them. Don't be criticizing so hard. So basically, it's just a way to say, hey, relax a little bit. Don't be so hard on somebody. So we can hear this in a lot of different contexts. We hear this one a lot. You know, you can use it a lot too in sports, you know, say with the Olympics, that if someone doesn't do as well as they're projected, be like, cut the athletes some slack. We're in a global pandemic. There's no fans. You know, everything's so different. Everyone's so stressed out. So, you know, it's used a lot in like these high pressure situations. So sports is a good one. So to finish off the episode, last one is call the shots. And so this one is a leadership phrase. So it's kind of like, okay, we're going to be running the meeting. Who's going to call the shots during the meeting today? Who's going to make all the decisions? Who's going to delegate and run the meeting? So you use it a lot in kind of an office setting, but it's also could be used in sports or Maybe you're on a trip and it's like, okay, who's going to call the shots? Where are we eating dinner tonight? When are we eating it? Who's making the reservation? So it's it's definitely a big leadership phrase that you use of 
just making the decisions basically. So yeah, so these are just a few, like we said, we've done previous episodes on it. We'll probably do future episodes because there's just so many of them and they really are confusing unless you you understand how to use them. Uh, you'll be like, peel the onion? There's no onion in the room. So it is, it, a lot of them are, are very uh, figurative and not literal. So as always, if you get confused, check out that guide and transcript and please go out in the world and, and use them. People will be very impressed if you're using some of these phrases while you're practicing your English. So as always, check out that guide, www.dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos officially has over 100 episodes, and we are among the top podcasts in Chile. And that's thanks to you. But we're always working to grow our audience, so make sure to rate, review, and share us.